Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Inflation has been easing ever so slightly, but philanthropic foundations have suffered big losses in the stock market over the last year. What does that mean for the charities and the, for the the projects and programs that they're donating to, that they're investing in? And are we headed for a less charitable society? This is one of those beyond the headlines, uh, getting into the, the nitty gritty of this. Really pleased to have back on the program Naomi Schaefer-Riley, Senior Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, Naomi, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's dive into this. A lot of people, you know, we always think about charity and we think about rich people and rich companies and, you know, where how those donations work. But often we don't really think about the organizations themselves that also have investment strategies that they rely on uh, in order to fund the good work that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So there are, you know, a number of large foundations in the United States. And obviously the principal, the, you know, the seed money was, uh, you know, sometimes placed there, uh, you know, 50 or 100 years ago. But a lot of the grants that they're giving to programs and organizations are based on the interest that they're earning from their endowment. So that endowment has to be carefully invested to ensure that they have enough money to support the kinds of projects and programs that they want to. Um, so it matters how they invest their money. Um, and if they, um, you know, do it in bad ways, that means less money for the programs they want to support. Yeah, you, you noted in your piece today that uh, that the assets uh, of the U.S. Foundation fell by about 17.5%. Uh, that's That seems like a, a big chunk. And as you said, that then impacts if they're giving grants or, or uh, making donations to other organizations. Uh, how are we starting to feel that? What's the ripple of effect of that uh, so far? Well, I think it's hard to tell. I mean, obviously, every individual foundation has its own giving priorities. Um, but I think what you saw is that, you know, foundations engage in a couple, especially large foundations, engage in a couple of strategies that seem like they're going to be fine, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a bull market, which we've been dealing with for basically decades now. Um, so, you know, for instance, like they might engage in risky investing strategies, like, you know, investing through hedge funds, which can have a big payoff, um, but also if they go wrong, you know, can, can have big losses. Um, another strategy that they might use is investing um, in causes that they feel are kind of politically aligned with their goals. Um, so, again, you know, if, if you um, – like, for instance, you know, one, one of the studies I was looking at suggested that if the foundations had just invested in, um, you know, kind of a typical stock market index fund, you know, the kind of fund that you or I could invest in that was just looking at, you know, a, a kind of range of stocks across the market, um, they would have done uh, about $20 billion better than they did, you know, hiring money managers to pick their stocks. Um, and so, you know, for some of them, that's probably uh, that was a decision like, you know, they wanted to invest in this or that sector um, or they wanted to invest in companies, uh, you know, that had political statements or missions that matched their own. Um, but when you do that, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And some of these foundations, you know, they support um, universities, they support soup kitchens, they support, you know, all kinds of nonprofits that are hugely beneficial. Um, and so when they have $20 billion less to invest, um, that's going to that's gonna be felt on a number of levels. Yeah, that's, and that's so interesting. Uh, you talk about some of the, the, the social impact, the societal impact on some of those that are now feeling pressured to only, you know, uh, take funds or to give funds with things that are aligned politically. Uh, is that going to be a uh, an overall detriment for the long haul in terms of what happens in these kinds of uh, organizations? 
Well, I mean, I think it has to be. I mean, but, you, you know, it just depends. So if, if you're a foundation that says, you know, we are not investing in fossil fuels, for instance, because we don't like fossil fuels because we think they contribute to global warming. Well, you know, I mean, in, in recent you know months, you know, the, the fossil fuel industry has been has been doing well, um, you know, and a lot of other sectors have not been. So you're sort of saying, like, it's more important for me to have the investing align with my priorities, even if that means that I won't be able to support some of the people who are applying for grants to my foundation. Um, and that's a trade-off that many foundations might decide to make. I think what's happened in the last number of decades is that these foundations have suggested that it's not a trade-off, mm. that they can have their cake and eat it too, um, that they can invest in these particular things still make an enormous amount of money off their endowment because we've been in a bull market and then give to all the causes they want to as well. Yeah, that uh, that gets really interesting. And then uh, I want to get to the uh, the other interesting question, especially coming out of the pandemic and the economic uncertainty and, and inflation and so on. Uh, are we becoming less charitable? Uh, what, what does that look like uh, coming out of the pandemic and kind of where we are economically? Sure. Well, I think, you know, there are kind of different numbers to look at here. Um, you know, you, you have sort of individual giving, then you have um, and you have foundation giving, you have corporate giving. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to tell uh, from one year to the next. I mean, one of the, the, the clearest uh, correlations with giving in this country is GDP. So if you want to have, uh, you know, large amounts of philanthropic donations, um, you want to see economic growth in this country because that is that's a really, um, you know, there's a really strong correlation there. Um, but in terms of the, the pandemic, you know, I would say what you saw was a lot of people, you know, had stewarded their resources really well and were able to give money during the pandemic to things that really, you know, were were very necessary. I mean, there's always this pressure on on philanthropists and foundations. Um, people are saying constantly of this is an emergency. We're in a climate emergency. We're in a racial justice emergency. We're in a, you know, and, and I think, you know, if the foundations had listened to those people five years ago, you know, a lot of the money that we were able to put toward our actual emergency, you know, where, where people were dying, where we needed, um, you know, uh, philanthropy to go toward medical research, where we needed to go toward soup kitchens, where we needed to go, you know, to helping people who are really in a state of emergency, that money might not have been there. Mm. So, you know, I hesitate to kind of uh, have us tell foundations, you know, and, and, and generally charitable giving kind of when when the money needs to be given. Um, right. But I think that, you know, we're, we're going to see uh, you know, it's, it's going to sort of be a couple of years and we'll have to see whether the pattern shakes out that people are giving less. But but I'm very heartened by people's activities during the, the pandemic and the lockdown. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think there were uh, so many extraordinary examples of people who either had just been very carefully steward, careful stewards of their own finances that were able to do that or organizations that did the same. Uh, and I, I do think it still shows that uh, that that kind of giving is still alive and well and still very much part of, of who we are, especially in this country. Uh, anything that you're looking for kind of uh, trend-wise or things that you're kind of keeping your eye on as it comes to some of these foundations and uh, some of this charitable giving? Well, one of the things that worries me a lot um, is that these foundations, like like I said, um, you know, they're, they're – they want to, um, you know, give toward these these causes. And one of the causes that they're really putting a lot of money toward is actually undermining capitalism. 
Um, they, they're giving toward education and toward other kinds of political campaigns um, that are trying to restrict, uh, you know, the free market economy, that are trying to restrict the kind of growth that created the nest egg on which the foundation was built in the first place. And so I think, you know, they've been able to live with that contradiction in many ways for many years because they're sort of the future generations. You know, you had, you know, a, a John D. Rockefeller or, you know, a Carnegie or someone like that who made the money. And then, you know, it's their grandkids. And what do they care how Andrew Carnegie made his money? Um, but the problem that they're facing now, and I think this is what's going to be important, is, you know, how long can you continue to undermine the foundations of the free market and the principles of the free market before it really has an impact? On, on economic growth and GDP in this country, and um, how long before that eventually turns around and has an impact on what you can do as a foundation. So I, I'm hoping that some of these people will start to make that connection, but um, I, don't, I don't know whether I have any reason to be hopeful about it. <laughs> that is brilliant analysis. That is so spot on, and it's so easy uh, for those down the chain. Uh, we often look at that in terms of those family fortunes, and often they disintegrate to uh, not because it wasn't there, but because of ingratitude or this undermining of the free market or the very principles that created that foundation or that nest egg, uh, that capital in the first place. And uh, yeah, we're all going to keep our eyes on that one because it will ultimately it will be tested and it will be fascinating to see how that all that all plays out. Naomi Schaefer Riley, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, great perspective as always. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour break. That's such an important principle. Be careful if you undermine the principle, free market economy that created the wealth, that started the foundation so you could do good and be charitable. If you undermine that, eventually you run out of money to do good. We'll step aside. We'll be right back. 